and welcome to Business Buzz here on KKXX. It is September 29th, 2017. And I think we'll have a good show for you today. We're going to be talking about local issues and events. And of course, uh, the lines are always open. As I said just a second ago, it is September 29th. So that means there's somebody here in the studio. If that's something you'd like to do, give us your feedback and opinions. Um, one more time, September 29th. So check your calendar. If this is a repeat show, then I'm sorry. This is the, already in the archives. Um, my name is Andrew Palmquist, and I'm here on a Friday afternoon here in Chico, California. There's a couple issues that I feel like are important for our community to be aware of. Uh, probably the most pressing of those issues is the, uh, the local, state, county government and oversight that's going into right now one one of these huge infrastructure projects on Lake Oroville, which um, until recently was probably one of the more underlooked um, and passed over projects. And uh, I know the community had a feeling that maybe maybe we didn't get the attention we deserved, especially in Butte County, um, but specifically when it came to water rights and the fact that the priority, uh, whether it's being stated publicly or not, the priority has always been um, protecting LA's water at all costs and basically at little benefit to Butte County. And Butte County has always been forced to take not only the back seat, but the furthest back seat, while the uh, state of California takes advantage and full advantage of the resources here in the county, which I believe is... Um, I can't speak on personal experience, but I believe that this may have been one of the founding principles and what caused the state of Jefferson movement to become popular. Uh, you don't see as much of that lately, but with the Tea Party movement and all those movements that kind of sprung up out of seemingly nowhere. But the idea that Butte County, because we provide such a large percentage, um, what seems to be over half of Los Angeles's drinking water, that there should be a little bit, you know, in, in the form of nickels and, and pennies and maybe a quarter uh, for every dollar that would come back to Butte County, and at least to, to make those promises good, um, specifically when it comes to public safety, when it comes to the safety of the state capital, Sacramento. And we may never know totally how close we came um, as a state as a state to having basically a tidal wave of water crushing into the sides and all around our state capital if if the dam had actually failed the way they thought it might and the the truth is it should have never came to that point and i don't know that state agencies and federal regulators are truly aware of that and only time will tell if that uh, correction is made or if this becomes more systemic. And maybe this is just a little blip on the radar. Everybody's concerned about Oroville. Everybody's concerned about Butte County temporarily. And then as time goes on, uh, there's another crisis somewhere else, or maybe they want to fund another program and Oroville gets its budget cut, maintenance uh, <laughs> decreases, and the citizens... Uh, ultimate safe, safety is what's at stake. So I've been in t attempting to contact uh, local agencies, including DWR, which is the Department of Water Resources, as well as the federal relicensing agencies, FERC, and basically anyone else that would receive a phone call. I've talked to the governor's office as well as Doug LaMalfa's office in an attempt to get public comment. And as the listeners, I'm sure you are aware Nobody wants to touch this with a 10-foot 10, 10 pole. So we've gotten some very generic replies back. But as far as any promises, any commitments to future maintenance, the, the commitment has just been that they have a process and they're going to fulfill that process. And whatever that eventually leads to, um, they're guaranteeing that public safety will be a top priority. But it probably was the case all along. This is what top priority looks like, folks. <laughs> so they'll put their money and resources down to spend a million dollars on glass overlays on their beaches um, and concrete, you know, waiting, waiting areas in, in Los Angeles and Orange County. But when it comes to spending real money doing 
what would have otherwise been standard maintenance, uh, that the money may be diverted or it just never makes it back to Butte County. So and because of that situation, what had been an unfortunate thing for many years is that uh, the, Oroville, the Oroville Dam was 10 years into its relicensing agreement and that relicensing agreement had not been renewed. And so it was not, I, I don't believe it was any one specific fault. It was just the difference, the change in political departments, you know, with the new president. And then before that, it was Obama's administration. And the negotiations never happened. So for 10 years, uh, Lake Oroville has been going basically year to year on an annual contract, which if you'd asked the county even last year, they would have said, this is a terrible thing. We want a contract signed. But what it's done is that now we have the ability to go back because we're only a year to year with the federal relicensing. We can go back and say, okay, this is what we require now, now that we fully understand the depth of the deferred maintenance and also what what could happen to the community if another evacuation procedure happens and if it's mishandled and if other things occur as a result, which obviously nobody is predicting, but we need to look again 50 years into the future and make sure this, this doesn't happen and have not only checks and balances, but have double checks and double balances and have independent agencies that are doing the relicensing and verifying that the, the Lake Oroville facility, the infrastructure that is in place is adequate and is what was promised. And that may include the state spending the money on the promised monorail. That might include upgrading golf courses, building hotels on the lake, adding kayak rentals, whatever they want to, whatever that they feel is necessary to live up to their part of the bargain. And even ultimately to contributing money back to county and local governments for things like maintenance, things like maintaining the visitor center, streets, and, you know, beautification projects to make Oroville a better place to live and kind of um, improve the image that has been tarnished as a result of a rather drastic crisis. And if you're just joining us today, this is Business Buzz here in Butte County. And your Tuesday and Thursday host is Harold Littlejohn. Uh, my name's Andrew Palmquist. I'm filling in on this Friday as we're looking for a new host. Typically, uh, somebody else would be in this position. And uh, a few weeks ago, we did talk about uh, business as it relates to social media and those kinds of things. And so now, right now, it's just kind of a free-for-all Friday. And today we're talking about probably what's the most important thing in Butte County right now is the big B word, the billion dollars, um, which at this point we don't know. Um, one of my questions, and I apologize for saying um so many times, one of my questions I've been asking DWR is, is a billion dollars still the number? Because that's what they gave us, you know, back in March. And originally it had been... I think 30 million, then 100 million, then 300 million, and then ultimately they landed on a billion dollars to fix the dam. But like I said, is is that the final answer, DWR? Um, and I will let you know when that answer does come back. So far, it's been rather vague, and I can understand to some extent why that is. That it's it's a moving target, and there's other infrastructure issues that exist both inside of the dam and outside of the dam that are going to require substantial improvements and investments. And my feeling is that with the federal regulators looking closely at the operation of the dam, that it will definitely become more and more expensive as they realize the true magnitude of what this deferred maintenance has caused. While we've talked about here on the morning show and other places that uh, probably nobody is going to take the fall for this, and we can't necessarily say that one party was at fault, but we can say that this doesn't have to happen again. And so some of the issues that are a requirement that we address, and some of the issues I've been bringing up to FERC and to DWR and also to the Office of the Governor, 
is the underlying maintenance of the structure. As many people are aware here in Butte County that there has been reported um, a wet spot or a green spot or something that they're worried about maybe water infiltrating through the dam structure itself. Now, while we cannot confirm that, and I, I believe there's been even attempts at independent reports to say that that's um, of no concern. However, we have to remember that DWR told us only weeks before the evacuation that there was nothing to be concerned about leading right up to the very day of the evacuation where that same day they said, don't worry, we're going to operate the emergency spillway. This is what it's designed to handle. And then the evacuations came. Uh, so they're telling us that there's nothing to worry about, that the green spot on the dam is totally fine. And then now the grass where it was green has died back and it's more natural weeds. But uh, the, the question has been, do we need an independent forensic analysis and can that analysis be made public and can Butte County, Chico, Oroville and the surrounding areas be included on some of this information? Can we truly understand what is our, inf <laughs> so there, there's, a, there's a controversial wor word, uh, what is our Butte County's infrastructure doing for us as a community? Not whether L.A. is pleased that their water is su supplying their needs. You know, we, we have our, our needs that have been historically unmet. And I, I believe this has turned into the perfect opportunity to just bring those needs to the table. And one issue that has been brought up by our local county supervisor, Bill Connolly, is the, the number of acreage that's lost below the dam structure itself and below the lake waters. And that normally if that property existed as it had in the past, before the dam structure has, had been built, that we would be generating roughly $7 million annually in property taxes just on the, the parcels that are surrounding the lake that are now owned by DWR and the parcels that would be below the lake because of that, that whole facility. When the lake is full, you know, the, the properties are underwater, submerged. And there was even a, a small town in there called Las Plumas. And uh, some of our his history was lost, you know, good or bad. However you choose to look at that, we did lose some of our history with Bidwell Bar, the, the uh, original town <laughs> that was started by John Bidwell during the gold rush. You know, some of you Chicoans, you might think that you have the, you know, the history, the Bidwell Mansion. And, and there was actually, there was greater, a greater level of history. It's all below the lake now. But John Bidwell, before he planned out and laid out the streets of Chico, he laid out the streets of a small town <laughs> called Bidwell Bar. And, and then it kind of went back and forth to or Oroville, Ophir City, and people moved, in, you know. And then there was still a community of Las Plumas when the dam was built, and then that community was evacuated and re, you know, rehabilitated elsewhere. So the questions that we have to ask are, is that $7 million of loss to Butte County, the $7 million in less revenues, is that something that we should have reimbursed? Or maybe should we, I mean, should we make a profit on our land? You know, the, the county in general, not only are we losing out on the property, on the acreage, but we're losing out on the farming, on the property, not property taxes, but the taxes on goods and services, on the uh, capital gains taxes that a, a rancher would pay back into the community and the goods and services it, it would produce. And so we have $7 million annually in property taxes that we are losing as a county, as a community, that it's, it's being paid but we're not seeing we're not seeing the bill because it was something that was contracted long ago but that seven million dollar annual loss and then add to that another seven million dollars in revenue loss and we can start to understand why butte county is the poorest county in california and a lot of people will tell you that oroville is one of the poorer cities in the poorest county of california and yet we provide 
half of the water resources for the state water project. And they knowingly allow us to be the poorest community in the state. And I, I don't know necessarily if that was by design or if this just happened by poor negotiations in the past, but I, I believe the overarching feeling and sentiment is that this won't happen again. And so we can only do so much in talking to the federal, federal regulators, but the important thing to remember, and this, this applies to business, is everything's negotiable. And right now, it's the time to bring people to the table. So stay with us. We're here on Business Buzz on KKXX. From Struck Films. Where did you come from? The true story of a stray dog. Who are you? That's Pluto. Who saves a struggling family in more ways than one. What's wrong? This isn't working anymore. Sometimes help comes from the most unlikely places. I don't need you. He's trying. He really is. Sometimes one dog can change everything. You're small and reward. From the director of The Other Side of Heaven, The Stray. Rated PG. For theater locations and more information, visit thestray.movie. In theaters, Friday. Astronaut Bob the Drop here. There's been a lot of talk about water found on Mars. Why would you go all the way to Mars for water when we have the best tasting water at Mount Shasta? It comes from our protected springs and is delivered right to your door. Great planning, Bob. Hey, where are you going with that? Those Martians are stealing my water. Guess we have some new customers. And anyone can get Mount Shasta spring water if they call us at 1-800-922-6227. Pure and simple, naturally the best Mount Shasta spring water. Welcome to our show. I'm Scott Allred. I'm Ben Taney. I'm Trisha Coder. And I'm Matt Four. This is Jessica Wilkerson, one of your hosts of Chico Now. A half hour designed for the community and brought to you by the community. Each day, one of our hosts will join with people from organizations throughout the greater Chico area. We want to let you know what's happening in Chico Now. So join us at 1230 Monday through Friday here on KKXX for Chico Now. And we're back here on Business Buzz, the North State's KKXX AM 930 and FM 104.5. It is September 29th, 2017. If you're listening to this right now, and it's actually September 29th, and this is live, if we repeat it again, then uh, you'll probably notice by the dates not matching your calendar. But we are local here in Butte County. Um, KKXX Radio has been on the air just almost as long as we've had the Lake Oroville Dam. Uh, we were founded in 1968, uh, March 14th of 1968, and we'll be entering our 50th year on the air here in 2018. So that's definitely a milestone that we hope to celebrate, and, you know, it's kind of Kind of like you never know what happens in business and you never know exactly what direction the economy and other world governmental forces will go, but it sure feels like we're moving or at least beginning to move in the right direction. You know, we can't say we're there yet. And that's where I want to tie back in with where I left off at the, at the break there was that we need negotiators to come to the table. And as a business or anybody thinking about business or somebody that works for a business, you need to understand and realize that all things are negotiable. And whether that's your salary, the what your company is doing, the price you charge for your product, the types of services that you specialize in, it's all negotiable. So if you have a client that comes to you and says they want a little bit extra service, or they want you to maybe move a little outside of your normal specialty, you can say no, or you can say, okay, we're going to do that, but it's going to require some on-the-job training. Or you can uh, I, I just go, on, go along with the contract and then later on, I guess, uh, sub it out to someone else that has those specialties. But everything in life and everything, especially with business, is negotiable. And so we need to remember that when this is coming up before the federal relicensing of the Oroville Dam and the Lake Oroville Complex, 
potentially uh, uh, signing another 50-year license, we need to look 50 years in the future and say, do we require proper evacuation routes? Would this include Highway 70? Would this include upgrades to local infrastructure, a better visitor center? Would this include DWR putting the promised hotels and monorails on the lake and encouraging local tourism? Would this uh, involve a renaming project of the, the dam complex and the lake in general? And maybe, you know, so we're sending all this water to L.A., but how much is DWR, Butte County, or the related agencies spending to tell L.A., hey, guys, you're getting your water from Butte County. You know, most of them probably have never heard of us until there was the evacuation, and that just maybe made things worse in their mind. But we want people to know that Butte County, Chico, Paradise, Oroville are great places to live and work and a great place to visit. And, and above all of that, we need the communities to know that Oroville is safe. And if I lived on certain areas along the Sacramento River, I would want to know that Oroville is safe and that, that my farm or my house isn't subject to, to flooding if, if things go slightly, um, slightly outside of the normal maintenance schedule like they were. Um, so let me, before we go into any other topics, let me f- really focus in on some of the issues surrounding the Lake Oroville Dam. And again, this is Business Buzz here on September 29th. We're right at about uh, 3, 3.23 in the afternoon here in Chico. And we've been talking uh, right, at, right at the top of the hour, we started talking about the Lake Oroville complex and how that relates to business. And the, there's definitely a little boost with the billion dollars you know, I'd mentioned the B, the big B word that's in this community right now is a billion dollars of state money is being spent in Oroville. And, and what does that mean? You know, does that mean that there's other startups and other businesses that are flourishing, um, kind of ancillary businesses to the dam structure itself? Or is it strictly, you know, the, the Kiwit construction and some of the locals that are here from North Carolina that are doing the work and they're, they're benefiting and then that, that resource is leaving the state when the job's done. Um, so I don't know that that's totally been decided yet, but I think it is a benefit, at least temporarily, for Butte County as there's more people, more attention, and more resources available. A billion dollars is a lot of money, and there's a lot of problems that could be solved with this infrastructure spending. And so we're going to talk about th- what what exactly are the issues that need to be addressed. You know, the, the, the main funding issue has been building a concrete chute. Uh, to replace the spillway that was damaged when uh, operated beyond normal capacity, whether that was require a requirement due to the extra amounts of rain we received, or you can kind of make up your own mind on why that was. But uh, let me go into some of the issues, uh, underlying issues that led into the emergency, the evacuation, and the concrete chute uh, that we're now spending a billion dollars of state funds to rebuild. Um, So that's the maintenance issues. And one of the main issues that I think was an important one to address, and we still don't know yet how it was addressed, were keeping the five turbines operational at the Hyatt power plant. Now, there were two turbines at the time of the evacuation that were not functioning properly. And I believe that one of those two turbines was actually sent out for repair during the time of the evacuation. Um, and if we get accurate information or any information, like I said, uh, we kind of get a generic form letter back when we request information from these agencies. But if we do get more information, I would be happy to share that with you. But the information that I have in front of me is that there were two turbines that were not functional and three that were leading up to the evacuation and, and the uh, the state of emergency that happened on Lake Oroville. So one of the requirements that I would think would be totally reasonable during this reconstruction phase is we need to make sure whatever maintenance is to be done should be done one turbine at a time. And those turbines need to be kept operational because it it became a safety issue. They could have released a substantial amount of water through the five turbines if all five were functioning. But there's also other issues to that as well as when when almost half of your turbines are not functioning 
I believe that some of the infrastructure inside is limited as well because they have water channels and systems that are developed to handle the water pressure of five turbines. And then if you have to block off two of those turbines that are not functioning, um, there's a potential that you're overdriving the three that are. So it's like if you have a car and if, if two of your brakes are bad and two of your brakes are good, the good brakes are going to have to work a lot harder than the two bad brakes that are grinding away on your front wheels. And so <laughs> there's probably a lot of ways to look at this, but the requirement should be uh, maintain one turbine at a time from here forward and keep all five turbines, ideally keep them accessible and where they can be easily turned on with a flip of a switch. So that if they do need to divert the 22,000 CFM of water, they can divert some of that through the turbine system when it's properly maintained. Another requirement should be the reconstruction and uh, repair of the penstock system, including the, the river diversion system that was set up originally and the river valve diversion system was damaged in 2009 after they were doing some experimentation to see how much pressure uh, the river valve system could handle without failing. And unfortunately, that led to what I believe was a, a bladder system collapsing inside of the tunnel, inside of the diversion tunnels, and then it hasn't been repaired since 2009. And there are other reasons for that. I believe it's uh, quite a costly repair, but it should be done. I mean, if, if we're looking at, if we're looking at uh, a billion dollars in concrete to line a chute, which is a, a great expenditure, but we should also spend a portion of that, a small portion, to get the river valve outlet system functioning again. Um, and that's not just for DWR's benefit, for LA's benefit, for the regulator's benefit, but also for Butte County and for the state of California. And it just gives us a safety system for the dam, which it, it, the more you read about Lake Oroville, you realize there was a safety built in, there's another safety built in, and there was, you know, triple safeties. But the problem was we didn't have the turbines. Only three of the five turbines were operational. The pinstock system was not functional and not appropriate for the amount of water we would need to release. And besides that, the bladder was blown out. And that, that happened in 2009. And, and Butte County typically is at the very bottom of maintenance for the state agencies. You know, they most likely they're spending money on Folsom Dam and other dams and probably even up in Redding, keeping that going, Shasta Dam. Um, but Lake Oroville doesn't seem to get the infrastructure money in a typical season that the other dams do. And so with the attention we have on fixing the concrete chute and the spillway, we need to make sure that some of these ancillary maintenance requirements are met. And that that benefits business. So stay with us. We're on, on Business Buzz today here on KKXX. It is September 29th, and we'll be right back. Hi, this is James McDonald, and you know, I don't have to tell you that it's a tough economy these days. More and more Christian radio stations are buckling under the financial pressure of staying on the air. That's why Walk in the Word is inviting you to contact your radio station and support the good work that they do getting out the Word of God. They need you more than they ever have before. Why don't you call them today with your gift and support? to go all the way to Mars for water when we have the best tasting water at Mount Shasta. It comes from our protected springs and is delivered right to your door. Great landing, Bob. Hey, where are you going with that? Those Martians are stealing my water. Guess we have some new customers. And anyone can get Mount Shasta spring water if they call us at 1-800-922-6227. Pure and simple, naturally the best Mount Shasta spring water. Oh, hi. Right now, I'm getting a remarkably heartfelt bear hug from Smokey Bear. Thanks, big guy. Now, if you could let me down. 
See, I made sure there were no low-hanging branches when I set up my campfire. And before we left, I drowned out my campfire, stirred it, drowned it out again, then made sure it was cold. <coughs> Visit SmokeyBear.com to learn tips to prevent wildfires. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. Only you can prevent wildfires. Hi, this is Rick McConnell with the Disciple Tip. Nobody has to tell you when you need more gas in your car. You look at the gauge, and if it's low, you put some gas back in. But what about your spirit? It works pretty much the same way. Your spiritual tank can get empty, and when it's low, you need a spiritual fill-up. But you don't have a gauge on your spirit to see how low you're getting. But there are some signs like depression, irritability, and a sense that God is far away. See Galatians chapter 5 for more signs of an empty tank and the secret of getting your spiritual tank full again. A message from Life Radio, KKXX, AM and FM. And welcome back to Business Buzz. It is September 29th here on KKXX. Uh, My name is Andrew Palmquist, and I'm here in the studio on this beautiful Friday afternoon. We do have a caller on the line, so I'd like to give you the number, and then we'll jump to the caller's comments here. Our phone number is 894-7325, and we're going to go ahead and talk to Jim here. Hey, Andrew. Hey, what, what's going on? Well, I wanted to uh, make an example of uh, why Northern California has uh, gotten interested in the state of Jefferson idea. Yeah. The southern part of the state really controls things, and uh, they kind of wag the rest of the, you know, it's the tail wagging the dog thing, because there's so many people down there. They outvote us, what, eight, nine to one? I mean, it's just, it's, that's why they can shirk all their duties and not fulfill any of the contractual promises that they make. They just they just lie to us or ignore us totally because they can get away with it. I don't know if we could law, if we could get a a case, our court case going against them, but you know the state isn't the state isn't going to take responsibility for itself and that's why people are so fed up with government. This is just one microcosm of the larger uh government problem that we have in this in this country, it's becoming so sclerotic that nothing gets done anywhere. Nothing happens. It's just money goes down this massive rat hole, uh, a whale hole, and disappears, and nothing happens. So I just wanted to give uh, that kind of perspective, because government is just its just so inefficient and so useless that uh, it needs to be controlled, and that, that's Ultimately, getting to the last election, that's what everyone that voted for Donald Trump was hoping for, that somebody like him would be able to cut through the the massive counterweight of government against getting anything done. Uh, Jim, do you think that part of that... Part of the reasoning behind the state of Jefferson was specifically Oroville Dam and and the historical mismanagement, or was that kind of a side effect... Oh, that's just, uh, it's just another nail in the coffin. I mean, uh, the federal government and the state government, too, comes in here, they mismanage fires, they they take our resources and send them other places when the fires are going crazy here. They won't use, uh, like air spray out there has that 747, they wouldn't let us use it. All these fires, I mean, that thing's fought fires in Mexico and Israel and in uh, Turkey, for crying out loud. They fly that thing around the world. And it does a fantastic job. It can, I was talking to one of the pilots up there the other day at the Air Museum. That thing can lay down water for 20 miles. You're it kidding. is an absolute monstrous and, machine. And why, why are they not using it? No one will say. They won't say why they won't use it. They, they just won't use it. They keep using these much smaller uh, aircraft. And even uh, uh, like the Sky Cranes. They use, they use helicopters and small planes like the PB-3s. I mean, they're four-engine planes, but they cannot haul water like that 747. The 747 can linger, too. That thing can stay on station. Yeah, it's, mm. it's frustrating. And then they, they mismanage, uh, oh, gosh, uh, regulations with the salmon. They, they, uh, they don't let the water flow properly out of the... Uh, the four bay there, I mean, there's just all kinds. Of, they, they manage the water for Southern California. That's how they manage it. They don't manage it for, for recreation or, or fish or for any environmental reason here in the, in the North State. Which makes a lot of sense. If they want to pay, essentially pay all the bills to keep it running and pay the community to operate it, it would make sense. But from, from my understanding is it's a state water project, and essentially the state has said, 
you're out of luck. You know, we're we're assuming this project and we're not going to pay you for the underlying properties that it took to build the dam the, in the Lake Orville structure. No, they got none of the benefit from it. You know, Butte County has gotten none of the benefit. And then it's a small thing, but remember a couple of years ago they had, oh, they've had large uh, bass tournaments there. And they started raising the rates for the bass tournaments, and those things built, those bass tournaments draw in, oh, hundreds of people. I, I know thousands show up for the bass tournaments, and they spend money here, and they, you know, these, they, they just ran off several of the, of the larger tournaments. I mean, it's, <laughs> the whole thing is, they're just, uh, what do you call it, reneging on all the promises that they made. When so this do you feel like this is, especially with the new administration, this might be a turning point for Butte County, maybe to at least have equal footing with the other the other counties in California, or do you think we'll remain the poorest county? Yeah, I don't know for poorest. I think Lake County's poor. Uh, they get the same mistreatment over there, although uh, Clear Lake is not, not the heart of a California water project like Oroville is, but we, um, I don't know, there, there's, there's changes coming. I, I, hear, I hear rumors of, like, the EPA being reoriented towards a more business-friendly bureaucracy and some of the regulations that just hamstring American industry and business are, are being uh, removed from the situation, but I, I haven't seen large changes. But he's only been there for eight months, and he has the entire political establishment, political and bureaucratic establishment fighting against them. I mean, the guy's a, he's a hero, but he's surrounded up there. It's like Custer on the hilltop. You know, he, he might not make it unless the people support him. Which I, I would believe that, especially here in Butte County, that there's a lot of support for Trump and his policies. And, and there's, like you said, there's some understanding that he is fight, facing an uphill battle and, um, uh, that that work he's doing is is on our our behalf and for the benefit of those that believe in the constitution and believe that we have certain unalienable rights you know where other world globalists would have loved to just slowly erode away at our rights and i think i think trump will stand up for all all citizens rights whether whether their political views are republican or conservative or democrat or whatever they might be but that we have actually somebody in the office that believes in the constitution and upholding the Bill of Rights. Yeah, he's going to do it better than any Democrat would. There's no Democrat out there that would fight for individual rights. In fact, they're trying to take them away. The Second Amendment would have been gone under Hillary. And freedom of speech is already uh, uh, in jeopardy in all these college campuses. They feel like the, the leftist uh, movements on campuses feel free to attack anyone that they don't, they don't want to hear. And the whole... they, don't, they just say, no, boo hiss. You know, okay, mm-hmm. boo hiss at me, but let me say what I want to say. But these people will attack you and hurt you. The whole premise of college is supposed to be the free and open exchange of ideas. And then the, as soon as you try to speak something that's free and open or might contradict a different point of view, they don't want to hear it. Uh, you know, and people listening to this will say, oh, well, that's, you're, you're talking about the dam. And I'm telling you, this is, this is a, a larger, the larger picture here is that we're losing our rights and bureaucrats are not being and they're being used to uh, suppress individual freedoms. Like, look at the, uh, the uh, I used to live in Gray Eagle in Plumas County, and the Forest Service was busily cutting down or, or uh, shutting down usages of the forest for, for anybody. They were closing trails. They were outlawing uh, horses, and not only horses, but motorcycles and ATVs in large areas of the forest. And uh, they... You know, they just, they're taking away the right of the individual to even use public land. And this is, this is part and parcel of Boroughville. They're, they're just ignoring it. They don't care. They don't have to. And the whole government situation is becoming untenable, and we've got to get a grip on it. If we, if we can't get control of our bureaucracy, then it's pretty much game over. Every civilization in the history of the world has collapsed because of its uh, inability to govern itself at the end of the day. You can go back and look at the Romans, the Persian Empire. They all became so bureaucratic 
that they just kind of came unglued from the inside. And we, we might but have a, with this crisis, we might have a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, may, maybe just to have a little leverage at the table and get some of these, maybe not everything we want, but some of these at least critical maintenance things and evacuation routes and highway upgrades that have been necessary and needed and ur- just keep becoming more and more urgently needed as more people die on our highways because our highways aren't able to support the traffic. And some of these things may be finally approached and maybe some of them will be given to us. We might concede on some issues, you know, maybe Oroville and Butte County won't get the $14 million that they would average. Uh, we're, we're losing on economic activity because all that land is tied up under the lake structure, but we can get proper maintenance. We can have public safety and we can have evacuation routes and we can have the tourism that Butte County was promised. And I, I don't know why people south of Sacramento don't don't even realize we're up here. I mean, we're, there's something that wasn't done or some, some reason, besides the state of Jefferson, I think some of the more liberal communities have uh, tur- turned a, a blind eye to, to Butte County because they assume that we're anarchists, slightly because of the state of Jefferson. But that, that all happened... F- and, and continues to happen for a reason. Do you know if the state of Jefferson movement, is that continuing? Oh, yeah, there's there's people out there uh, agitating, but it's never going to happen. I mean, uh, Sacramento would have to agree that we're going to split the state lines. I mean, that's never going to happen. They they want the resources, and we don't have any other than water. I mean, and without water, I'm a, I'm a builder, and if you can't get water rights to build your project or at least supply your project with water, then you, you can't build. So if you don't have water, you uh, you don't have control of anything. So uh, they're not going to let go of it. That is the gold of the North State now. I mean, there's gold up here, but not like liquid gold. It's it's really a valuable, valuable commodity, and we should be able to hold out for what they promised at least 40 years ago. I mean, it's not even being attempted to fulfill any of those promises. It is interesting. So this form was a blessing in disguise. Maybe we can agitate and get some of this stuff. And I, I think it happened. It happened for a reason, partly because of uh, deferred maintenance and other. It was a symptom of its own uh, bureaucracy uh, that Oroville was neglected and it was ignored. And because it was igne- neglected and ignored, a catastrophe potentially could have happened. And and we we barely averted the edge of what could have been a, a substantial flood to Sacramento. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, look what happened to Puerto Rico. I mean, the, it, it could have been that bad. And so, what, if that I, dam, if it, look what happened to Puerto Rico. I mean, we could have had if that dam had given way. That's what we would have had. It would have been worse than that. Every community along the river downstream would have been damaged. I'm hoping that the the federal and state regulators won't make Butte County continue to dance on the razor's edge and and fight so much just for our basic freedoms and a basic amount of having some of the water rights money and tourism money come back to this county and, and enrich the people and the citizens and all the communities around. Now, they don't come up here. They don't care. They really don't but care. They have to be forced. It should be a lot a lot of good news, hopefully, for business and a, a lot better than what we've got in the past. And at least I think we can be assured that the crisis won't happen again like it did. So thank you for oh the phone. Lord. Thank you for oh the Lord. phone call, Jim. I'll pray that that happens. Talk to yeah. you. Thank you. And we'll be right back with Business Buzz here on KKXX, September 29th. We'll be right back. It seems like every day I'm asked about vitamin D in the sun. The main question being, how much sunlight do I need to expose myself to get an adequate level of vitamin D? So my answer is simply, use your head. Five or ten minutes in the sun is more than sufficient to create enough vitamin D to maintain good health. Maybe staying out in the sun all afternoon to get your vitamin D isn't the smartest thing in the world. It might not be a bad idea to talk to your primary care provider about getting a test to see how much vitamin D you have circulating in your body. That could tell them whether or not you might need supplementation orally, which is the American Academy of Dermatology's recommended way to supplement vitamin D. So while the professionals work out exactly how much vitamin D we need in our system, use common sense, protect if you need to, 
and consult your primary care physician if you think you might be deficient in vitamin D. I'm Dr. Paul Sabin, and that's the skin you're in. If you have skin care questions, make an appointment today with Dr. Paul Sabin of North Valley Dermatology. Call Dr. Paul Sabin today at 342-3686. Again, that's 342-3686. Hamilton was adopted from a rescue in 2008. He really likes to be around people. I get out my mat, and I'm doing a downward dog, and he's underneath. He's quite the pug about town. He gets invited to a lot of parties. He knows he's a pretty big deal. Look at this little face. I mean, you know, I love him. Hamilton the Pug, Instagram star and shelter pet. Amazing adoption stories start in shelters. Visit theshelterpetproject.org to find a pet near you. Brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States, and the Ad Council. We're back on Business Buzz here in Butte County. California's North State, once you hit Sacramento, everything north is uh, sometimes forgotten. But it's very, very beautiful country. You might call it God's country up here in uh, Butte County, Chico, Paradise, Oroville, and all the surrounding areas and... uh, and like Jim said, we do hope and pray that the dam, the dam structure and Lake Oroville complex is rebuilt properly and to the specs, specifications and with maintenance requirements in place so that there isn't a potential emergency. I think that really the headline for the state regulators was how close the water the water level could come to Sacramento. And that brings it home to them because that's where a lot of these regulators call home this Sacramento. And so the flooding potential that could happen in Sacramento is at least enough to get the state's attention to say that they they need to make sure that this project is done once and for all, it's done correctly, and that the proper procedures are followed. And, and it sure does seem to be the case so far. Um, I think that there's some cynicism and skepticism on the part of the citizens. <laughs> and, and that is that Perhaps the uh, spillway will be repaired and perhaps they'll fix the the flood control gates and that may be all they do. Um, We're not totally sure if we're getting a fully concrete lined emergency spillway or if it's a partially lined spillway. And we're not sure completely yet as far as the pinstock system and the river diversion system. Is that going to be repaired and replaced so that we have the, the additional ability to release water if we need to. And that's those critical systems that were allowed to fall into disrepair is what allowed the dam <clears throat> to overtop the emergency spillway. And those are, those are some critical issues, you know, the lack of the proper turbine maintenance, the lack of the pinstock maintenance, and allowing the, the bladder system to disintegrate itself by operating it at higher than normal pressures in 2009. And then the issues that followed with the spillway and whether there was a a crack in the concrete or underlying um, integrity of the, the forms and the original, the original rebar and structure underneath may have been compromised. And so it, it is definitely good that we're getting that portion fixed correctly, but we need the, extra attention and just make sure that the the whole complex, the Lake Oroville complex is put back together right. You know, it kind of reminds me of Humpty Dumpty. You know, we're putting them back together a piece at a time. But uh, we don't want all the attention to leave Oroville and have them leave us without the proper river diversion system in place and without the proper evacuation, specifically Highway 70, um, because it follows along the same pathway that potentially water would. I mean, it's a great escape route because if you left an hour ahead of time, then you have that much time to basically beat the tidal wave before it catches you. But if you're stuck in traffic, like many, many people in Butte County were, um, three, four, five, six hours in bottleneck traffic where you're bumper to bumper breathing each other's fumes, uh, it would have been an absolute terrible catastrophe if, as the Butte County Sheriff Corey Honey had said, that the dam failed within half an hour. Everyone in the county would have been trapped in those low-lying areas 
uh, along Highway 70 because we don't have the ad adequate escape routes available and everyone in the community was in their vehicles on the highway in bumper-to-bumper -bumper traffic. And they, they would have just been right dead center of a tidal wave. And so <clears throat> my, my personal choice <laughs> was to stay home because my property is up above the lake. And so I, I decided to just wait it out. But a lot of people didn't have that luxury. And if you're stuck on the highway and this, the state and local governments don't think it's appropriate, you know, you, you have this, uh, what, what in the past you could look at as a ticking time bomb of poorly managed and maintained structure. And at the same time, you don't have the adequate roads where anybody can get anywhere in the county. If everybody's on the highway at once, it's total gridlock. And so it, it was a surreal situation to live in. And just watching as, as the news agencies from Sacramento came up here and reported on Butte County and just the bumper-to-bumper -bumper traffic for miles and miles and miles, anticipating that tidal wave coming within 30 minutes. It, I mean, there's, there's nothing like it. The closest comparison would be uh, maybe a nuclear war or a, a zombie attack, you know, that you might see in the movies. But people were fleeing for their lives, and that, that should never be acceptable. And because of that... Uh, and I'm going to go back to it one more time. Butte County needs appropriate escape routes. If we're going to have and house and facilitate the nation's largest earthen dam in Butte County, we need highways that are appropriate to handle that and move the, num the number of people that live in and around Butte County. It's, um, it's just a simple requirement because we can't guarantee in 50 years that there won't be potentially another maintenance issue because of a lack of budget. And so that was the topic I wanted to address today. And I, I feel like we kind of ended on a sour down note, but I, I do feel like, like I told Jim, that the economy is improving in general. And I think that the state regulators are doing a good job and this is going to end up as a net positive for Butte County. And that Oroville is, you know, whether we're on the map for a good reason or a bad reason, we're on the map. And so Sacramento is at least aware, like they never have been before, that, hey, there's actually people that live up there. And, uh, you know, maybe we should pay a little more attention, which they are. And we might get some issues addressed. And so I believe that like no other time in Butte County's history, we have the ability, if we can negotiate the original deal, if we can bring, bring the state agencies and the regulators to the table, we can see Butte County, Chico, Paradise, we can see this whole area flourish like never before and, and create economic prosperity and a, and a really um, an opportunity for success, an opportunity for new businesses to start up, for Ken Grossman and his projects that he's working on, for Miriam Park to take off. And just just the the fact that people notice that we're here, that's half the battle. And so the more that they kind of ignore Northern California, the the more we we lose. And we we need to at least at the very least be seen. And that's a benefit for our local community. And here on Business Buzz, our topics are business related. And so we'd like to tell people that. Especially with the tax, the tax system changing here recently, we, we uh, are all anticipating that. And every day there's some new announcement about how they, they might double some certain tax credits. They might lower the tax credit down from 39 to 35%. And so far it's um, <clears throat> kind of all political words and, and done in speeches. But when there's actually something hard, hard and fact-based that we can go on, I believe that that in itself will stimulate a lot of business here in Northern California. Just knowing that your tax your tax burden is being reduced, even if it's by four percent, that's a lot for a, a new business that's starting up, and they can probably hire an extra employee at that four percent increase in revenues. And so we need to look look to the future and. I'm going to say this one more time before we wrap up the show, which is that we have to remember everything is negotiable in business and everything is negotiable 
when it comes to this uh, infrastructure project or when it's your own project at home or when you're looking at starting a brand new company. And you need to not be afraid to come to the table with what you need as a person and what you need as a business and what you need to facilitate. And for, for Butte County, we're coming to the table and we're saying what we need is we need the $7 million in lost property tax revenue. We need a proper evacuation routes and we need real maintenance guaranteed and promised. And that's not going to be let slide. You know, the Oroville, <clears throat> the Oroville complex should come first on the state budget. As, as uh, arrogant and, and self, self-benefiting as that sounds, Butte County, if we're actually supplying LA's water supply for now, and, and that seems to be the case for the future, Oroville should be one of the top priorities to maintain that functioning facility for the use of LA and for the use of the citizens here and, and for the betterment of the state. But it's, it is very important that that facility function and so we're going to walk forward and we're going to see how Kiwit Construction does and, and they're uh, spending a billion dollars on this uh, spillway. And we can only hope that uh, there's more improvement and more infrastructure to come as a result. And so we'd like to encourage the community. Again, this is Business Buzz and my name's Andrew and I'm filling in here on a Friday. And we're getting close to uh, the end of September. So a lot of a lot of business owners are closing out the books and, and hoping for a prosperous uh, holiday season as we get closer and closer to Thanksgiving. And I, I believe there's really great prosperous times ahead. And um, we just have to keep up the faith and pray for our civic leaders, pray for our, our business owners and the, the judges and the juries that sit and make decisions, life and death decisions every day for members of our communities. And we need to speak up when that's necessary and when it's appropriate inside of our constitutional republic that we do have. And that's probably the most important thing you can do is remembering that everything is negotiable in business and remembering that you have a voice and your, your needs matter both locally and to the government in general. And so one thing that we could do is contact our congressman, Doug LaMalfa, contact our our local supervisor bill Connolly, and anybody else that will listen contact dwr they, they, all these people have phone numbers and and email addresses that are very simple and easy to find either in a phone book or or on the internet or you just call 411 if you have to <laughs> but dwr uh, FERC is the federal regulatory agency that's in charge, and they, they're kind of making sure the licensing process goes smoothly. And so all these agencies, even down to the Oroville Chamber of Commerce, that do get to have a vote on renewing the 50-year license for, for Oroville and for Butte County in general. Now, we feel like a lot of these resources need to come back to the county. And I think that that, <clears throat> excuse me, that county resource would benefit Chico and Paradise as well, and and I think that that's a, that's a a Christian um, attitude, a Christian a, a a good thing to do. It's it's uh, to benefit the community, to benefit our neighbors, and to share in this resource that is our rich culture and our our history. You know, John John Bidwell started his first little town, and he planned out the ideas for streets called Esplanade and First, Second, and Third. And he planned all that out beneath Lake Oroville and what, what was a city called Bidwell Bar. And our rich county and city history, you know, Oroville was nearly the state capital. At the time, Sacramento was just a, a fledgling mining community when they voted and, and narrowly, very narrowly outbeat Oroville to become the state capital. But there's a reason why our congressman and our supervisor, Bill Connolly, are in District 1. And that's because this is where all the history of Oroville comes from. And so we have a connection even to the Chico community because John Bidwell, he started in what is now Lake Oroville. And, uh, and not only that, but he struck gold. He struck gold on the Feather River. And that's where, where he received the funding to build uh, Bidwell Mansion in the city of Chico. 
And so there's a, there's a lot of rich history to look at and to say that we're all connected and that Butte County needs to stick together and make decisions as one. And as we do that, as we ask for resources for infrastructure, better highways back and forth from Sacramento to Oroville, better evacuation routes, and better safety, most importantly, safety for the citizens of Oroville. Because we can't control those future events. We can't control El Nino's. And we need to know for a fact that our structures are safe. And we, we can debate on the other issues, but we need to know that public safety is number one and that the river, the river valve diversion system is functioning and that the damage that occurred in 2009 is repaired, that the penstocks are adequate to handle the flow of water through the river, river valve diversion system. And we need to know that all five of those turbines are going to be functional if they need to send one out for maintenance, they need to send it one at a time. And there was no reason during the evacuation that we should have had two. Tune in weekdays at 7.30 for Focus on the Family, here on KKXX. Where did that come from? Come on. Okay. I guess we're coming to the end of the show here on Business Buzz. We just want to... Encourage everybody to have a good weekend and to encourage your community and don't don't feel bad for standing up for what we need as a county. And that, that is proper highways, evacuation routes, and a safe Oroville Dam. And we'll talk to you next week.